Welcome to the Steelers Metalink Podcast. My name is James Jones, joined once again by my co-host Cody Tanner. Cody, how are you doing this fine Tuesday? Uh, James, I'm doing fantastic. It's Tuesday. It's not Monday. Sorry for the delayed uh, recording or posting, whatever you want to call it. I was a little under the weather most of the weekend and yesterday. So I stayed home from work and just kind of tried to rest and recuperate from a long week and everything else and sickness blah blah blah. anyways james how are you i'm doing good man i thought the weather was nice down there that sucks that the weather sucks, is man. nice i was oh, under God. the weather though which the weather was great <laughs> i was not <laughs> that happens man a little worn down you're working all kinds of hours but hey things will get better they will things they will always do just like my optimism around the nfl draft which is right around the corner i can't wait for it but before we get to that We've got Steelers by the Lake news. We tell you every month mm-hmm. how you guys did for us. We really appreciate the downloads. Uh, it was another really ga- good month. I think we even beat the month before his numbers, uh, which was the best month we'd have in about a year. Uh, so awesome. Really appreciate the downloads. Top states from last month. Number one coming in are friends from the West Coast from California. Consistent since the beginning, our support from our Californians. So appreciate y'all very much. Pennsylvania coming in at number two, oftentimes number one, but dethroned by California this week. Or this month, I should say. Number three, Missouri. Don't see that name all the time. No, don't see Missouri popping up all the time, no. but I'll take it. No, no, appreciate the uh, the growth in listenership uh, to our fine folks there in Missouri. Uh, Nevada coming in at number four. Still not convinced that that's not Steelers Depot listening to us. Dave, if it is, love you, brother. You're the motivation behind this whole project. Uh, and then the very final one, the number five spot here is actually a tie, Indiana and North Carolina. We take that, Indiana and NC. Appreciate all you guys across the uh, states. Uh, let's see if we can't get a new one to pop up in the top five. That'd be interesting for next month. Yeah. I don't know who yeah. I'm challenging because they might not be listening yet. But if you listen to this episode, is this your first one? And you're not from any of those five states, six technically. Uh, download, share with your friends and family. Share with your friends who are Steelers fans. Don't share with the ones that aren't because they probably won't listen and they'll probably give us bad reviews and that's not worth it. Um, <laughs> yeah, North Dakota, I'm challenging you. Step up to the plate, homies. Yeah, there you go. Um, so we have some Steelers, uh, not Steelers news, excuse me. We have some NFL news that they did, uh, NFL rule changes or things like that. So one thing that's changing is not one thing, but zero things, technically. The number zero can now be worn by NFL players, except for you big O linemen and big D linemen. We just think that that's just too round of a number for you. <laughs> Man, I'm on board with it not being allowed for an offensive lineman because it's kind of too cool of a number for that. But defensive lineman, come on, let me have a zero right in the middle as a nose tackle. A guy playing the zero position wearing Did number you zero. too cool be for that? Yes. Way Are you too saying cool offensive linemen lineman. aren't cool? Not enough for number zero, no. I don't know. We should, We I think Mike Pouncey. That's a marquee number, Marquise, man. Excuse me. I think Marquise and David DeCastro and these, some of these guys would have a word with you. Yeah. We'll uh, can you imagine we'll Mike Webster with a zero? That would be, all right. All right Mike could have <laughs> pulled it off. Okay. See, it, it just <laughs> depends on the guy. There's certain guys it that does. can pull off certain numbers and certain ones that cannot. Right I, now we don't Kevin have Green one, with okay? a zero? I wouldn't be a fan of. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Green? Why not, man? He's an outside linebacker. No. Oh, excuse me. 
Who am I talking about? Why is my brain? Oh, Kendrick. Kendrick Green. Green. My, yeah, my Kendrick brain is Green. fine. No, yeah. He is going to wear a zero next year because he's not going to be on the <laughs> roster. <laughs> anyway, on other rule changes approved by the NFL Competition Committee during the owners' meetings uh, is the roster cut down. So it's always fun getting into that the last preseason game when they usually were to cut down from 90 uh, most recently to 75 then 75 all the way down to 53 there used to be two roster cut down dates it would be after like the first preseason game and then after the third preseason game now there's only three preseason games one cut down that's it now just from 90 to 53 there is no in between i like it to the degree of i i didn't feel like it was a good idea to cut down before the final preseason game yeah, the final preseason game is so important for those bottom of the roster guys. Try to figure out who you want on the practice squad and who's going to fill out those final couple spots that might be like special teams demons, whether it be a uh, kick coverage guy or a gunner or a jammer or even maybe a long snapper battle for crying out loud. I don't know, uh, but important to to do that final cut down after the last preseason game. Yep. Uh, now there's only one and it'll be after the last preseason game. So that's just going to be complete mayhem around the league. Where uh, it's going to change. Is it is going to a hundred percent change the snap count for that last game uh, for sure yeah. on who gets snaps and everything like that. Um, 37 guys per team getting cut all on the same day. Yeah. Yep, and, and here's the thing you can't and, and and correct me if i'm wrong james you can't just move somebody to the practice squad you have to cut them no, you cut and them then first. sign them to the practice yep. squad that is going to yep. make yep. that practice squad loading period a million times more insane because it's, oh, it's not like be you get first dibs nope no <laughs> granted the player does get to decide who they sign with they yeah sign with somebody just because but yeah, that could turn into some real craziness, man. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time for sure. I'm excited to see how this uh, plays out, how this operates. So uh, now it's time to go into some Steelers news before we get to James's mock draft. Uh, Steelers did sign a nose tackle, Brayden Fehoko. Fehoko? Yes. There's been an influx of Fehokos in the NFL lately. There has been. Uh, <laughs> last year, I think we had a wide receiver named Fehoko. Uh, this year in the upcoming draft class, there's an edge rusher named Fahoko, and here's the nose tackle Fahoko. I would not be surprised if these guys are all in the same family, uh, brothers or cousins or something like that. Would not surprise Polynesian? me in any way. Polynesian, do you think? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I would, yes. I, yeah, for sure. He's I didn't want to assume, but yeah. Sleeve. Well, not necessarily like Polynesian, but something Islander of some sort for sure, uh, whether it be Hawaiian or Polynesian or something out there. Um, he's got that that traditional Islander tattoo going on where it's like the whole arm sleeve thing, yep. which I think is really awesome personally. Uh, but that was something that uh, Tyson Alualu had that Hawaiian. as well. Hawaiian. Uh, is he Hawaiian? Yeah. Yep. And then uh, so is uh, so are the two new guards. They're both Hawaiian too. Yeah, that's right. Nasty Nate Herbig is originally from Hawaii. <laughs> so love it. Let's, let's uh, have the influx of Hawaiian guys. Uh, they do have a habit of being uh, big sturdy fellows uh even the little ones even even the little ones even the little ones they don't make them skinny no (laughs) they're gonna have like monster calves even if they're a wide receiver yep that's the way that works you're running all them them hills and mountains and stuff um brayden i think is gonna be direct competition for 
uh, Montrevious Adams, and I think he might even be an upgrade as far as against the run. Um, neither one of them does anything on rushing the passer, so don't expect that. Uh, but he might possibly be an upgrade on Montrevious as far as a run stopper. Yeah. Uh, so we don't know anything as far as deals are, or um, the money on it yet. We do know it's a one-year deal for Braden. Uh, we just don't know how much for. I think it's probably going to be like one of those $1.3, $1.5 million one-year deals. But Yeah, we'll take it. We'll yeah, take not, it. Not a pro bowler, but not a bum either. So this is at least somebody who can give Montrevious uh, some competition for his spot. And then if Pittsburgh drafts a uh, nose tackle capable guy, then it could be the two of them battling it out for that that second spot there. Yeah. Speaking of bums, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No. Um, Steelers no, did I'm sign. Him right now. You can text him. Steelers did sign a safety by the name Keanu. of Keanu Neal. Please uh, check out this two, week's two year deal. Now the guy and James shared with me some information before this. I I remember the name. It it sounded mm-hmm. like a, a popular name. It was a first round draft pick. That's why it sounded familiar. Yeah. Um, he played in the Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken, against the uh, New England Patriots uh, with the Atlanta Falcons, I believe. Oh, boy, that's a bad look for me. I mean, yeah, they lost, whatever. Um, they gave up a lot of points in that late, late in that in game. In a short amount of time. Um, but, yeah, so Keanu Neal, uh, Super Bowl losing safety for the Atlanta Falcons, also played linebackers strictly only because James recently shared with me because his coverage ability is so bad uh, for Dallas after a four- or five-year stint with Atlanta and then played last year with Tampa Bay. Uh, ironic, Tom was like, hey, I like this guy. He didn't catch balls I threw towards him. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, so, I mean, he had two, yeah, he had two picks looking, in his career. He's not going to get picks for us. Not. No, yeah. no. Yeah. He has two and a half sacks if in his career. Yeah, if you're looking for a guy to fill the strong safety role who's a hard hitter, who's solid against the run, uh, who has some ability covering tight ends and running backs, okay, this is your guy. Uh, if you think he's going to get you three or four interceptions and be able to be interchangeable with uh, Micah Fitzpatrick, that is definitely not the guy. Uh, so I don't think Pittsburgh is done. I won't be surprised if another safety is added in free agency. I don't even know if he's really a lock to beat out Elijah Riley, honestly. I think Elijah might really give him a run in the preseason. I'm looking forward to seeing that kid this year, honestly. Oh, heck yeah. Um, but I, I think look for Pittsburgh probably to add in the draft to give some competition there, uh, hopefully in the first four rounds, but you just never know how things um, play out in the draft. You know, sometimes yeah. those guys that you're you're looking for all go right before you get a chance to draft them. Yeah, but you know what? We're going to find out how you believe those top four drafts are going to go or draft picks are going to go rounds, whatever you want to call them, after we talk about the top 30 visits, their team Let's visits or whatever it. players they were visiting with. Yeah, and we're not going to talk about all of these rookies, but this is just what's been reported so far. We've got 20 of the 30 uh, visits that are charted by Steelers Depot, the fine folks over there. And what you're seeing is very heavy on the cornerback position. Wonder Uh, why. One, two, three, four, five, six cornerbacks out of the 30 available visits and out of the 20 that have been tracked officially so far. Uh, And then as far as offensive line, one, two, three, four, five, six offensive linemen as well. Yeah. Real heavy in both those positions. Uh, Three wide receivers, two safeties, and a couple defensive linemen there. And a quarterback. Uh, So one quarterback, Clayton Toon. I want to say Clayton was in the East-West game, wasn't he? I I think he was. was If if he's there in the seventh, Pittsburgh's taking him. Yeah, just take him. 
yeah, yeah, why not? You need a third quarterback. You don't have one on the team. Uh, so a lot of these corners are like first and second round dudes. Actually, as I'm looking at it, they're all projected to go first or second round. Uh, so that does tell you Pittsburgh is pretty heavily interested in the cornerback position high, which is great because I really feel like they need to address that high. Um, and then as the other guys, a lot of center and guard capable people. Some of these guys came in before they signed um, the guard from Isaac Siamalu. Uh, yep. So this could have been thinking that they needed to address that position in the draft. And now they don't necessarily need to. But a couple of these guys are centers too, including John Michael Schmitz, who I'm huge on this year. I think he's the best center in this draft class. Um, and then some of these guys are capable of playing center as well with uh, Steve Avila. And I think Chandler Zavala also has a little experience there. Cody Mock also. I know you're going to be excited to see that name on there. Cody. Oh, if they draft a Cody... Oh, yeah, that actually might play. Yeah, and this Cody White didn't too. Yeah, this is this is a good Cody uh, from a small school. Played some tackle at college, uh, but when he went to the Senior Bowl, they were worried about the arm length, so they had him play some guard. They had him play some center. They had him play some tackle, and he looked good in all three positions. Uh, he's got that mean streak, and I want to say he did really good at the combine. I want to say he had a nice forty. And I think he had like 29 reps on the bench or something. He was strong, strong kid too. Throwing him up. Uh, so you got to love that about a small school kid. You always worry about is going to be able to have the physicality of the next level of the NFL, having not been going against higher end competition every week. Uh, well, when you go to the combine and you put up numbers that are better than most of the other offensive linemen there, I'm in on how hard you've been working because that doesn't happen easy or cheap. No. Uh, you have to put in a lot of hard work for that to happen. Yeah. Uh, so, I think he'd be an excellent uh, addition to the team and maybe somebody that you could use as like your future center, maybe, you know, down the road to replace Mason Cole. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Again, I'm excited for the Joy Porter. I'm excited for um, the, the addition of hopefully a safety again in those top four rounds. Uh, but James, let's go ahead and talk about your mock draft. This is James draft 1.0. The first one official. James <laughs> only. I didn't touch it. I didn't look at it. I don't know what it is. This is all first time for me. And this is going to be with Pro Football Network now because Pro Football Focus decided that you can only do the first two rounds in the mock draft now. Oh, so we're man. now on our third mock draft engine. Uh, but whatever. Uh, it seems like their rankings are pretty good. So I like it. Uh, anyway, first pick came around, and here is number 17 first round for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I saw a talent too good to pass up, and I think that this will be the situation for Pittsburgh if one of the top three corners or one of the top two offensive tackles is there, I don't think more than one of any of those five guys will be there. But if any one of them is there, I think they just sprint to the podium. In this particular case, one corner was left. Both offensive tackles were gone. Give me your guess as to who that corner was. One corner was guessed. My guess was it was Joey Porter. Joey Porter was on the board, baby. So our first pick was joey porter jr we solved the cornerback number one position uh and feel really good about it you know with the depth that pittsburgh has that position the return of james pierre there's at least somebody else young in the pipeline uh patrick peterson can give you some quality snaps as a number two uh and honestly i liked what levi wallace did as a number two also so there's yep. some good depth in the room but you needed a number one guy uh, and I was lucky enough to have it fall in a, in a manner that Joey Porter Jr. was available. Uh, so came around to pick number 32. The thing I like about this, by the way, this uh, Pro Football Network's 
mock draft machine is they're they offer you trades on almost every single pick so then you get to look at it and say you know is this something i'd be interested in is it draft picks this season is it future seasons what do i have to give up and you kind of get to go through that process on every pick there were definitely some offers there at 32 but i didn't like any of them okay i instead decided to stay put and fill what i believe is a position of need for pittsburgh uh, with some youth some tremendous size and explosiveness you look like maybe you got a guess. I want to hear it. No, no, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm guessing I, the position. What's your position? Guess? Defensive line. You're so close. Oh, is it with youthfulness? Yes. It's not D line, and you need youth. And in size and explosiveness. It defense. It, so it's the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, what's close to the defensive line? I mean, linebackers, middle? <laughs> there you go, buddy. The okay. middle linebacker. I know the who name. was there. Jack Campbell. Campbell. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Jack Campbell was available at 32. Uh, I did not feel that he would still be available at 49, and I feel like it's important that Pittsburgh addresses this position. Uh, I do like the addition of Robert Holcomb. I think that that could turn out really nice, a former team captain. Also, Elandon Roberts, Cole former Holcomb? team captain. Cole Holcomb. You said Robert. Sorry. Cole Holcomb. Yeah. <laughs> we keep on messing that up. You said Eric Holcomb uh, yep, last show. Yep, I said yep. Yeah, we're, we're all messing it up. It's okay. Anyway, you know who I mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it'd be nice to have a running mate for him, uh, somebody that he can kind of pass the baton on to for future years. I think Jack Campbell is a pretty excellent um, future prospect, and he might be better against the past than he is against the run at this stage that's the undersold part is this guy's actually really good in coverage with that six foot five wingspan uh you're really gonna get uh some some serious disruption from a guy like this so i was ecstatic to see that i've fixed two problems on the defensive side of the ball it's two brand new starters uh and i like the way this fell for me so we're moving on to the third pick which is pick number 49 in the second round this is Pittsburgh's natural second round pick and you got did you get don't tell me you got a freaking wide receiver i got some awesome trade back opportunities that i really liked one that only forced me to move down one spot and i thought that a target of mine would probably still be available with moving on spot back i felt good about that that also gave me the ability to add an additional fourth round pick move back one spot and gain a fourth round pick. I feel like that was a really good idea. So yep. I did it. I moved back one spot. My guy was still there, which was, do you want to guess? You said something about a wide receiver. Is it a wide receiver? Is that your official guess? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I saw an opportunity for an edge rusher with some serious talent by the name of Derek Hall. He's got the height, weight, speed, strength, the wingspan everything that you're looking for in an edge rusher uh and out of auburn some high 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 level competition right yep. so uh something that i felt like i couldn't pass up uh this gives pittsburgh that true number three now there is some speculation as far as bud dupree he's coming to visit pittsburgh hasn't offered him as far as people are reporting so far 
if Bud Dupree signs, I think that the edge rusher position kind of goes down on the list of priorities. And then you don't maybe you address the center position there or or a wide receiver earlier or something like that. But I felt like the the value there, uh, Derek Hall, tremendous capability. So that's the direction I went. Uh, next pick, the third round pick number 80. Again, Pittsburgh's natural pick. Uh, and I felt like I needed to switch things up a little bit. Give some love to the other side. No more defensive picks for a little bit here. Offensive line, baby. Okay, which position? You probably went center. No? You're so close. You like went guard. You went, went guard. I went, no, I went tackle, buddy. Oh. Offensive tackle. Okay. I want some competition for Big Dan Moore out there. I want some depth. Uh, both are lacking right now. And yep. Matthew Bergeron was available at 380. Uh, some folks are saying he's a second round offensive tackle. So to have him available there in, in the, the third, third round at pick number 80, I felt like was good value. This is somebody that could compete with Dan Moore right out of the gate. Uh, played left tackle at the senior bowl and did not look out of place. Uh, in fact, I really don't remember him getting beat much at all. Uh, so I would be on board with it. He might be an upgrade day one might actually be able to beat out Dan Moore for that left tackle job. I'd feel a lot better about Dan Moore as the swing backup tackle than as the Fair starter. Uh, he has his moments where he's a dominant run blocker, but there's also moments that you're just cringing when he gets beat as a pass blocker. Very so, true. Uh, Bergeron would be an upgrade in that category for sure. Uh, next pick of mine would be in the fourth round at 115. This was my bonus pick. Okay. Uh, the one that I picked up from moving down just one spot from 49 to 50. Uh, and again, a name that I really like was there. What position? You safety. Cody? Safety. Safety. Only because oh, you said I, if we I don't address saying. safety in the first four. Yeah. The safeties I wanted were gone. Man, okay, no safeties. Because this is where I was going to do it. Yep. This is where I was going to do it. I was eyeing up Sidney Brown. I was eyeing up uh, Jair Brown. Both guys uh, fitting a lot of the profile. Jair Brown actually ran a four-five-five at his pro day, so I was happy to see that. It's a lot better than the four-six-five or whatever he did at the uh, the combine. So a uh, lot better there. Uh, but both guys were off the board already. What was not off the board was tight end Luke Shoemaker. I should have known. Uh, so there is my boy Luke available at 4 115 so i snagged them up i know pittsburgh already signed zach gentry uh, but it's a one-year deal that's not a long-term commitment by any means uh, michigan tight end's been good to us with zach gentry i would not mind seeing shoemaker more of a move tight end uh, more similar to the mold of pat Frymuth, where he's not an elite athlete but also not a bad one i want to say he was like a 4 6 40 he's that 6 6 259 good beefy size to him uh, yep. So the kind of guy that's going to get you some some yak uh, with his move capabilities and is a, is a good enough blocker. Uh, so great depth there. And then I felt like that really rounded out that room for me in this situation. I'm just moving Connor Hayward over to fullback. Uh, that way he still has his roster spot. And we're just not bothering to resign Derek Watt looking so far in real life as well. Uh, so the natural fourth pick, which is 120, only five spots later, uh, I had some decisions to make, and I looked really hard at what have I not addressed yet uh, in this this team. Yep. What still needs filled? And I felt like the wide receiver depth really needed addressed because we still didn't have 
that extra guy. Somebody can play inside. Somebody can play outside. Uh, I like guys that have a little bit of a sturdy frame to them. And I love a guy by the name of Parker Washington. Ooh. Finally get myself a Penn State boy. He was available there at 4-120. I jumped on him. We don't have a 40-yard dash time on him, but I'm telling you, the kid's calf muscles are enormous. Uh, very explosive guy. Uh, he was used as a deep threat for, for Penn State, but he is one of those dudes that breaks a lot of tackles uh, in a good, dense frame to him. Not real tall. I want to say he's like 5'10", 5'11", but uh, weighed in over 200 pounds uh, and well-put-together guy. So uh, he immediately would give you a nice, sturdy option as a slot-wide receiver. can line up outside as well. You can kind of put him wherever you want to. Uh, might even give you a little bit of return capability due to his uh, ability to uh, shake off tacklers. Love that. Uh, so we need that. That we addresses it. it. Yep. We, we don't have the depth right there at wide receiver. We talked about it last show. There's a lot of if and maybe kind of guys uh, and not a lot of, well, this should be a solution for us. Uh, Parker would really solidify the room. Sweet. That leaves me with my two seventh round picks, which is exactly what Pittsburgh's natural. No, I did not trade down or up. <laughs> I just sat there and took these picks as they came naturally. One of them is a guy that, once again, I talked about after the East-West Shrine game. Height, weight, length, a lot of what you're looking for. I have not addressed the nose tackle position yet in this draft, you might notice. Nope. Uh, a guy by the name of Broderick Martin was available. Broderick was at that East-West Shrine game. 6'5", 334, 35-plus inch long arms. Great measurables of what you're looking for. Uh, some good explosiveness. We saw him really uh, pushing the pocket in that East-West Shrine game. Was kind of a bully. Oh, yeah. Now, granted, the offensive line play in those games isn't always that good, but can you excel in it? Uh, I do remember a few years back there was a defensive lineman uh, that Pittsburgh had that excelled in that East-West Shrine game and really bull bullied people around, and he just got $20 million a year. So – uh, this is a guy that I, I look at as a, a much bigger frame, but that ability to push the pocket, that length that makes it difficult to handle. Yep. Uh, and he even recovered a fumble. So he had uh, some good, good awareness of what was going on around him too. Uh, so that would take care of that. And with my final pick, got ourselves a safety. <laughs> I was looking for a height, weight, speed guy. Uh, Daniel Scott was the safety I found in good height, weight, speed going on. I want to say he was like a four, four, nine or something, which is rare to find that kind of speed in the seventh round. Yeah. Uh, project guy. You're going to sit him behind Keanu Neal. You're not going to start him. You're going to try and coach him up. And with any kind of luck, maybe he could be a solid starter for you in the future, but at least you're hitting that height, weight, speed that you're looking for, which is what you want in those seventh round flyers. You're looking for somebody to hit the height, weight, speed, and then see if you can coach them up. Yep. Um, I like Pittsburgh's ability to coach up guys on that defensive line and also in the secondary. And that's my lump of clay guy, as I like to say. So we like it. Let us know in the comments how you feel about it. If you think I really screwed this up majorly, let us know. If you liked it, I like you. Uh, but, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but you don't have to. Let us know. Comment good or love to hear your feedback. As Cody always says, post your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah share your and post in the comments. We'll talk about you like we did talk about Nick when he did one for us. In the Absolutely. So. We'll definitely talk about him. So, Absolutely. again, thank you guys so much. This is James's draft mock draft 1.0. Again, we look forward to doing my mock draft next week. Hopefully that will get done on Monday, so plan for that. 
And uh, we can't thank you guys enough. Be sure to like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Subscribe and ring the bell. It's free. And until next time, this is your host, James Cody, signing off. Peace.